Welcome to Content Breaker. Guys handling his business. I'm Kells. We're, of course, joined by Strangely Entertaining and Babel Foy Zog. Today, we're talking about Code Geass. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm great. This is one of my favorite shows. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Not trying to like take over the world good but you know, pretty good why not nonetheless i don't know why <laughs> not dream bigger <laughs> uh. so uh, you know i am a major fan of the the mech genre right yeah all of all of my most favorite shows are sad boy shit with giant robots <laughs> there's no two ways about it so this Evangeli- is right <laughs> yes evangelion the OG mobile suit Gundam. Oh my god. Right? Um, even even Eureka 7, where we have the sad boy with surfing mechs, you know, stuff like this. And this one is just sad boys but political drama. <laughs> Pretty He's much. Not wrong, though. Yeah. Which, you know, does it a disservice to just sum it up in that because it's so much more. It's so much more intricate. Um, if I was to compare this to two things, it would be um, it would be Mobile Suit Gundam meets Death Note in terms of the intricate twists and turns and political stuff yeah. uh, that goes on. I That's could, a I pretty could that. good uh, explanation of it. Non-spoilery, spoiler, non-spoilery. non-spoiler explanation. <laughs> Words are hard, guys. Which we're going to spoil the shit out of this. So just be oh, aware. <laughs> so, um... Let's get into it. Let me get this pulled up. Uh, the thing I wrote on absolutely the fly. Um, it is definitely political drama with giant robots, but let's get into that. Of course, there is war. And the war <gasps> is between the Great Britannian Empire with the royal family and <laughs> guerrilla fighters that do not want to do whatever the fuck that they're being told to do, right? <laughs> Um, and they're fighting this war via the use of giant robots in a way that is kind of different than some other giant robots. The design and the usage is a bit different. One thing I really like about the design for these robots is you can tell where the pilot is Mm. and in a size relevance to the robot. Like I watch a lot of Gundam series and I don't know if the person's like this big or just full on regular person in the torso. Yeah. <laughs> taking up all of the torso. It's kind of weird. Definitely. That's something that they do an incredibly good job at. Um, and that really does play in in the in the early part of this series as we're struggling with uh the perils of war and conflict, um, with the separation between the robot and the person, right? You can kill a yeah. faceless robot, but when you see the human inside of it, it is so much more challenging. And that's part of the commentary that this show makes about that. You know, that is a common thread through uh, mech animes, but this show does an excellent example of that. Oh, yeah. And it sometimes takes it one step further to say, like, would you even be able to do it if you knew the face? Say, Say you were able to uh, pull out some crazy ass strategy, like dropping a mountain on top of your enemy. <laughs> but in the process, it takes out a ton of casualties. Yeah. Would you be able to do it? <laughs> it even if you could, is it really the right move to make? <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest themes about throughout the whole show is do the ends justify the means? And at what point does it matter? Does it no longer matter? Yeah. Um, which is just so great because it tells it from more than just one character's point of view on that. Like that, that's a challenge throughout the show. Um, I can think of, you know, we, we have of course, Lelouch's example of him struggling for revenge against, uh, his father that got everyone in this predicament. Um, but even, even on a singular character level, we have the situation, uh, with, of course, I, try to call her name and I immediately <laughs> realized I didn't look it up but the girl with glasses who who later on enormous spoilers tries to blow up the school with a nuclear <laughs> weapon on a giant <laughs> robot and fucks his table uh, uh, like that's her struggling no. with like the goal for revenge and taking action 
and then like oh yeah having something happen to change your mind uh nina i think her name's nina i'm gonna go uh, with nina. that yeah uh, nina nina. That's it. she's she's the smart girl she's got the glasses and everything and she just decides hmm Working on this new uh, energy source that could probably be used for good, good, good. Oh, that dude killed the girl I have a crush on. Well, time to turn it into a super nuke. (laughs) Man, and not only does she turn the robot into a super nuke, she goes on to be the one that heads the super nuke division and then has to have this moral struggle once she sees what happens when she actually detonates it. And it's like, what? <laughs> Wait, you mean it, bombs blow up? You mean people die? People, what? what? No, oh this God. whole this whole show, man, just does that like the entire way through. Like, is it ethical to take over mm. someone's mind and have them do your bidding? Or like, man, is it ethical the, to make jokes about murdering a bunch of people and then have that <laughs> blow up in your face? Quite literally. Look, everybody needs their coping mechanisms. <laughs> Some people joke about dark humor. Wouldn't it be funny if everyone died? Wait, Euphemia, what are you doing? <laughs> I just, the entire time, this whole show is a roller coaster from start to finish. I mean, it. Now, granted, it is great. I, there are some moments that I do know that there are some people out there who uh, dislike parts of this show. Specifically because of ass pole moments. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my ultimate power to command you to do anything has, go- has gone crazy at the moment I make a joke. <laughs> and now you're committing genocide. Okay, fuck. <laughs> In my opinion, that's an excellent way to make this kind of bullshit power like not work out in favor of our protagonist which is also something i really love lelouch takes so many l's (laughs) through his tenure i there's a lot of people who uh compare him to light yagami and not lights the person who's always winning lelouch is the person who gets humbled by the shit going wrong (laughs) and tries to stay humbled when he wins because he knows you ain't winning for long. <laughs> it's one of those like he he's so smart, but almost to like a detriment to where it just circle backs around, like just blows up in his face. You know, Oh yeah. like we know a couple of those people who are so smart, but like couldn't figure out like just how to live life. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, who, who you, you just, talk about? You just get that look like. Careful how you use your words here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, definitely. Um, the Lelouch gets his because he thinks he's smarter than he is. Or more to say, he thinks he his smarts outweigh experience, yeah. which he gains the hard way. Yeah. Early on in the show, he even says um, that the greatest factor in battle is the human factor. Literally the next battle, he treats all of his people like they're pawns on a chessboard, and he nearly gets caught because of it. You gotta listen to yourself, Chief. <laughs> Don't forget like, your own advice, bitch. Yeah, I was like, take your own advice. <laughs> Why is no one taking God your own damn. advice around here? Um, Real quickly, let's talk about uh, Gios as a power. We're, it's not on the list in the order that whatever, but let's talk about Gios as a power um, and the, the few characters that kind of are important to Gios. About half the main cast. <laughs> Shit. I mean, yes, <laughs> but. Uh, I like how this strange, unexplainable power. Well, first, I love how it's never explained why this thing exists or where the hell it came from. But I like how it manifests differently in anyone who uh, obtains it based on the deepest wish within their heart. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how Lelouch has felt power, who was supposed to be born into royalty, be one of, in line to be uh, emperor of like a third of the planet. <laughs> and yet he's always felt powerless his whole life. If only he had the power to make a difference. And he's given an ability to give a single order to somebody and they will follow it down to the letter. 
Whereas someone like C2, uh, she grew up as a slave in the Middle Ages. So all she wanted was someone to care about her, someone to love her. Hers manifests as a way that people are so infatuated with her that they just shower her with everything she could possibly imagine. It's literally a monkey's paw. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And then we wind up with, um, you know, the emperor finding out the emperor's gios, which what that that. I'm still trying to find the downsides to his power. (laughs) Your children hate you. Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. I mean, but that's that's I'm less pre- his. I don't. Th- I don't think that's the power. More just his attitude toward everything. <laughs> it's not his gios. It's him just being an asshole dad. He's just a um, dick. To which uh, Charles V. Britannia goes on the list for worst dads of anime. He, uh, he I need to write this down. He's like, <laughs> like a, a, a toxic father that can alter your memory, like. <laughs> the worst combination oh like anything God. i've ever seen um but there's uh, a couple of characters uh you know you had mentioned c2 and there one that's named v2 yeah uh you never find out what his geos power was as far as i know there are some supplementary materials that i haven't gotten my hands on mm-hmm. so it could be explained in there i don't know but yeah no you just see him with the code so he's already just one of those uh, immortal little fucks. <laughs> There's so um, many, like I'm, I'm scrolling through the list on the wiki of like all the people who have Gios. I'm like, this is extensive. <laughs> well, and, and it goes, so, so not only does um, code Gios, the series, so code Gios, the rebellion of Lelouch or Lelouch's rebellion or whatever. Um, ha- that has two seasons, which make up what? 24 episodes. Yeah. Each. So in total is around 50. Yeah. Um, but there's also like five movies that are attached to the series that I do not think are associated with or like a, ta- not- a timeline related, but are important. Sort of, uh, the first couple movies, I think the first three, uh, uh, are supposed to be like retellings of the series. Some yeah. things are in different orders. Some things are slightly different yeah. um, to like condense it down into a movie. Uh, there's one that is a straight up like what happened in between season one and season two, <laughs> which that one's a bit of a trip. <laughs> and their last one uh, that came out fairly recently is called Lelouch of the Resurrection. Mm. Yeah, and, I have uh, not seen that yet. Actually, it's a uh, it's kind of crazy. It, okay, it's, is it worth <laughs> it, watching? It's a sequel series, but it goes by the movies timelines, not the not the uh, TV shows, not the animes. Which, okay, Weird. which I would I would hope because I saw the ending of the TV show well, and we didn't. <laughs> that's the thing. What? There's a reason it's called the resurrection. Mm. <laughs> because the <laughs> the. Movies and the TV show basically end in the same way, yeah. but there's specific details the movies focus on more to set up for this final one. You gotta make sure. me go back and watch basically the entire series, but in movies, and then to watch the resurrection part so I can understand. Welcome like, to my world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I definitely I, I'm in the OVAs or ONAs or whatever they are. OVAs, yeah. Um, Akito the Exiled, which I think is a five part OVA that that fits in that timeline between seasons one and two. Uh, yeah. Following a different character, but of course, you know, I, I if I had the time, if I had the time, yeah, um, it's a lot. Let's uh, let's you know, of course, ro- uh, war with robots, you know, tragedy. Um, but let's get into the the family. So you know, the That's plot a, a <laughs> uh, let's go with plot B. Okay, it's Lelouch dealing with his family. Plot A is. Lelouch as Zero, the masked villain yeah. trying to save the universe, right? Uh, the side plot is Lelouch trying to get revenge for him being exiled and, like, yeah. you know, disgraced and his disabled sister, you know, disrespected. Um, and, like, trying to come for his dad to kill his ass. Um, that's plot B, which, you know, he's one, uh, Lelouch is one of many, like, royal siblings. So yeah. how do y'all feel about the royal family's characters? 
It makes sense. <laughs> I I mean, it kind of, especially to have that many freaking siblings and whatnot, it makes yeah. sense that they're all like half siblings, that some of them just grew up together, knowing yeah. each other in the, the same house. Um, but yeah, I as far as like motivation for Lelouch, it makes sense that uh, he's going the route he goes. I mean, his mom gets gunned down in her own house. <laughs> Or his sister, his little sister, uh, goes blind and is paralyzed <laughs> for witnessing it, witnessing it. <laughs> and when he goes to his dad, the emperor, and says, yo, what the fuck are we going to do about this? His dad's just like, little bitch, what the fuck you mean? We Get out. You know, I'm sending you and your sister out to Japan. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Mayhem. So, absolutely. Um, this is a great setup to, like, motivate Lelouch in a way yeah. that the viewer cares about. Um, and really sets up that struggle about uh, Lelouch having to do the things that he has to do. Oh, yeah. And the question there is, is it for the good of the cause or is it for the good of Lelouch's revenge? And that's the challenge always. Another thing that I love is that his little sister, Natalie, is just the perfect little cinnamon bun you must protect. Gosh, <laughs> she like, is amazing you're not even joking. and the sweetest thing ever. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I can see why people would burn down the world for her. I mean, table, table couldn't stop getting love because <laughs> Natalie rolled in the room. Even Nina's just like, no, she's too precious. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't do this <laughs> to Table Coon with her ear. Uh, I, I I pulled up this picture for the for the rundown, <laughs> and I have forgotten this is how this scene goes. Yeah. And I realized that we, the viewer, have seen a very explicit um, inanimate object uh, and human relationship, <laughs> but Natalie did not. Not only nope. heard every bit of this, but she did not see anything. And <laughs> man, yep. any. <laughs> you also got to think we didn't hear that door open. That door might have just been left open. <laughs> and she might have heard that just from down the hall. Yeah. I poor, poor uh, table coon. He didn't. He didn't deserve it. But poor thank goodness for Donnelly just coming in, saving table coon. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, so families being kind of the evil antagonist yeah. is very yeah. much a mech anime trope. I will um, say going it makes, all the way back. It helps when all of your siblings besides Donnelly are kind of douchebags. <laughs> kind of like, I don't feel so bad for Lelouch murdering them, you know? Damn. Yeah, all, every, every, all, all the other brothers and siblings besides uh, Euphemia, but uh, <laughs> when they're all basically Nazis, it's kind of easy Pretty to root for the guy shooting him in the head. Yeah, even though he's literally committing genocide in the process as well. <laughs> which, which, kinda, go ahead. It kind of validates what they're talking about while also fighting against them. It's yeah. kind of a lose lose situation. <laughs> Which, in my very personal opinion, shout out to this not being Japan making it a Nazi allegory. Yeah. And Japan making it a British imperialism allegory. We're really spicing it up here. Yeah. Um, no, I actually really appreciated that angle of like a alternate timeline of what would happen if Britain just never stopped like taking over the world. Like what, what if... What if what happened if Britain had giant robots? <laughs> That's the thing with mech anime, which that I love is. so much. It's this is also true, also very true. Yeah, just eh, forget the navy. Let's build giant robots. Giant robots <laughs> and superpowers, like <laughs> yeah. holy shit! Oh my god! Uh, so we had great. Now always keep coming back to it. <laughs> I tell you. So we had mentioned C two is kind of this uh, supernatural being, immortal thing that helps guide Lelouch but does also like love me Lelouch and is also like I'm the only one who knows your secret Lelouch uh, <laughs> very you know interesting relationship Give loves me pizza, pizza Lelouch. Um, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> um, really uh, really number one in my heart um, <laughs> but 
a man of culture, I'm telling you, uh, spent good, hard-earned money on that. Oh hell yeah! Uh, truly worth the expense. Um, but we've got we got a cast of friends who go on the adventure with with Thanks. Lelouch in his high school drama as. A gorilla separatist. <laughs> Tell, let, let's talk about his friends. Oh, my God. The high school friends, his terrorist friends, or his just... Yeah. <laughs> his high school friends that are his gorilla friends and his imperial friends. Oh, my God. Because it's high school, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Will Lelouch be able to balance his high school life while also <laughs> leading a pact of gorilla terrorists? Find out next week. Somehow, <laughs> yes, Somehow. until the school gets blown up the second time. <laughs> the second time. Oh, god damn. What uh, a wild. I, like, if we're just talking about his friends from school, I like Millie just because she's chaotic fun. She's kind of like school president who's just like, you know what? I'm here to have a party, so fuck everything else. Travex. Uh, Revel's kind of useless outside of transportation. Yeah. 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 He's the friend you just wanted to give you to drive drive you everywhere. Uh, Shirley had some potential uh, for <laughs> yeah, storytelling yeah. <laughs> until Mao showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> Looking back on the whole series, it's kind of like, oh, Shirley would be uh, that love interest he would have if he wasn't Zero. If tragedy didn't befall him and he was and he wasn't uh, set on revenge. Gosh. Or changing the world if he just lived a normal life. But then we wouldn't he wouldn't be Lelouch. So I I honestly I do feel that like if we pivot towards just talking about Shirley's whole arc just for like a second like because she was just very well-meaning she cared for everybody i think she it says she won an award for being one of the most liked uh female characters uh yeah um, she uh, came out she won one of the popularity polls <laughs> yeah like and i see why she's a good character um she was a good character and she loyal <laughs> and she's loyal um but the the actions of lelouch kind of when you walk that trail Cut of blood, that, tra- that, tragedy yep. follows. Cut off that path of his life, and so all he had left to do was a deep tragedy code, Gios. I really, I really like uh, just... <sighs> the drama. No, the drama, oh, thank yeah. you. The drama. <laughs> Go watch Fruits Baskets. You'd love it. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, absolutely, I, I agree. Part of the, the thing that makes Code Geass so really incredibly engaging is the 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 relationship drama and the perils and the struggle um, in the world they have built. It's an underdog story. You're really rooting for Lelouch to kick his dad's ass. <laughs> but there's a lot that comes to get to that point. Like, I don't know, a, like international war, you know? <laughs> He essentially has to build his own nation just to compete, <laughs> which damn good on him. He made it happen until yeah, they man. turned on him because of all of his lies and scheming and crazy superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, one character I want to talk about is uh, his, uh, is Lelouch's best friend, which is uh, Suzaku Kururagi. I honestly Kururagi. don't think you can have an actual discussion about this show without talking about both of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They are basically both the main character. Yeah, Suzaku kind of takes a different path than Lelouch. Um, but he, like, look, Suzaku has his, like, I want to save Japan, basically. Yeah. Uh, they both have <laughs> essentially the same goal, to change the world for the betterment of the people mm-hmm. they care about. Uh, but... Lelouch is willing to walk that trail of blood and go from the outside just to destroy everything. Suzaku wants to work from the inside, basically becoming a part of the system that has done all the horrible, terrible shit. (laughs) And once he makes it to the top, then he'll change things for the better. And another thing I like about Suzaku is he basically gets kind of semi immortality, if you will. (laughs) When Lelouch orders him to live, 
Yeah. And that pops up several times. He just hears live. And he's like, ah, I can't die. Crap. It's like, ah, that assassin I was going to let kill me. I can no longer let stab me. He's going to defend yeah, he's, myself. He's going to be sitting in his deathbed. And he's like, time for me to go. And he's going to hear live. And he's like, ah, I can't he's breathe, but I can't die. This is torture. God I know. damn it, Lelouch. He's like, I'm a zombie. <laughs> Uh, things you really don't want to think about, uh, <laughs> man. I, I would love to see it actually. Like, anyway. <laughs> but yes, uh, <sighs> Suzaku is Lelouch's friend, is presumably he? through the entire series. Of course, like as the as the the lies and truth about um, Lelouch comes out, they are at odds. Lelouch then involves him in his final plot that we I we know or do not know they were in on it. You know, it's one of yeah. those like, are y'all friends? Are you just doing this because you hate this man and it was time to get him? Where does this sit? <laughs> That's one of the great parts about oh, yeah. Code Geass. I love how it never te- tells you this was the right answer. Yeah. It just tells you mm-hmm. this is what happened. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course we have some other characters um like um Lord, what's her what's her name? Which, Which one? her name is what Colin. Color hair. Oh, redhead. Colin. <laughs> yeah, Colin Kozuki. Man. The ace pilot of the Black the Knights. Third love interest of Lelouch. The third love interest. Time to finish off this love rectangle. <laughs> love square. <laughs> Bruh, it's a triangle. It has three sides. Oh, yeah, Shirley. Had Shirley. It becomes a triangle. <laughs> Had Shirley. <laughs> stop making so much sense. Stop, C-C. stop uh, ge- geography. We don't <laughs> geography in me. Geometry. Um, yeah, that one. Um, but no, yes, uh Colin, of course, the terrorist fighter that doesn't want to put up with any of this bullshit anymore, oh, yeah. is also, you know, a bomb ass fighter. In a giant student robot. by day, ace pilot by night, as the which <laughs> character? But yes, uh, <laughs> um, uh, man, that the torture scene—not mm. the torture scene, but when she's locked up, when she's and locked up like, and she's about yeah. to be drugged. Yeah, and she's like that whole thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, they don't pull their punches. <laughs> No, no, they they do not shy away from any uh, of that sort of stuff. And I'm like, uh. that being said, I it was a real moment of catharsis afterwards seeing her beat the shit out of Suzaku for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because fuck that man. <laughs> uh, awesome, love this show. Uh, the first time I watched this, um, mm-hmm. Colin was probably my favorite character, honestly. Badass pilot doesn't take any shit, but knows the importance of like keeping up appearances. So like while she's at school, she'll act kind of like uh, weaker and meager so that when she's out doing the terrorist thing, uh, no one can connect the dots between them. Yeah. Even if the, her face does get out there, she pulls a full on Batman. I'm also, <laughs> it's like, nah, I can't be that person. They act completely different than me. <laughs> what was her mech's name? All I know is her mech, uh, her mech was pretty cool. Gurin? Okay. Her it mech was, was pretty Gurin. cool. Got that, that giant claw. She just like shoved and like made people explode oh, yeah. or whatever. Thing, was, she could just cool. blow people up by touching them. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about a bunch of scenes that we kind of haven't mentioned already. <laughs> um, so many. That really <laughs> stick out in our mind as like, this is code Gios to us. Yeah. Um, one for me is the ending of season one and then the absolute beginning of season two, right? So ending of season one, we get all this supernatural crazy shit. Like, you know, we find Lelouch is going toe to toe with somebody with his eyeball powers and then he gets presumably domed. If I'm remembering this right. Uh, He's wearing the mask when he straight up gets shot in the head. And yes, I don't know how the hell he made that thing, but <laughs> damn, just bang, cracks straight down the middle. 
damn awesome reveal. I love whoever came up with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was a full on like Western style standoff at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's going to shoot first? Tension was high. I was just like. <laughs> Which, you know, what a, what an incredibly exciting ending to season one. Man, now I'm just remembering like like the entire time I'm like on the edge of my seat, like almost almost like every time something like tense happens. I'm just like, <laughs> who's going to next die? episode, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, like, I had to binge it. There's no way. I I, yeah. I feel for the people who watched this as it was premiering. I'm like I don't know how know. y'all live survived because <laughs> we didn't have any other option. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but but so that's like one of the last scenes of season one, and then season two opens with some kind of air raid. We have absolutely no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> it's just. All right, Colin's doing something and they're over some kind of city and it's like where are we? It is <laughs> I must advocate that it is okay when you start season 2 to not have any yeah, idea no. in the first 15 minutes what is happening. Yeah. Just just stick to stick, stick with, with it. it. You didn't miss an episode. This is just how it is. <laughs> you know you know that uh, Zack Snyder thing where he tells the stories out of order. He just took over directing for a second. Just keep ah. with it. It'll be fine. <laughs> so um, what are some of y'all's? Uh, I actually didn't put this one on here, but I th- thinking about the show. It's something that always pops in my head. It happens at the beginning, but at the end of the first episode and the end of the of season one and season two mm. where he's where Lelouch gets the Gios power. He stands up in front of some, in front of a crowd of people all pointing their guns at him. And he just says, uh, only those I'm going to have to paraphrase this because I can never get it quite down. Uh, those who kill should only be those willing to be killed before just commanding every last one of them to die. That right there just tells you this guy from the start of his crusade is willing to die for it. <laughs> He's putting his life he, on the um, line every step of the way. <laughs> was that when he first activated his Gios? I actually wanted to. Yeah, yeah that was the <laughs> first order of, he ever gave. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. He's like, no, kill yourself. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> like when you first hear him say, it's like, wow, you're a hypocrite. But yeah. when you think about it for a little bit, he's actually like, oh, no, he's willing to die straight up from the start. <laughs> so when you bring his whole plan and and everything else he's done into perspective, it kind of shows that the end of the series was going to happen no matter what. Which what an ending. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely the the kind of the foreshadowing, the setup, the 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 motivation and reasoning and and telling the story that makes the ending make sense. To the viewer. Yeah. The entire way, you know, um, is great. Even though the ending is like, you're not going to do it, are you? Holy <laughs> shit, you, you did got, it. You got a way what? out of this and what the fuck happened? You were supposed to have the happy ending that I wanted for <laughs> you, but you didn't because you're a lunatic. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. But um, yeah, uh, we're going to keep teasing this out till we get to the end. <laughs> um <laughs> But definitely, I agree with you that, you know, those scenes of Lelouch just doing his shit is yeah. is really what makes that that whole the whole plot line really, really flow so cohesively. Strange. What do you got, man? The one of my favorite parts was uh, also towards the beginning when uh, he just like you see his commitment to his whole thing where he just straight up murders his brother Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> like the oh, first victim God. of his entire plan was <laughs> like oh dang this is he's serious he's gonna murder his whole family sort you know but i'm sure he doesn't really see them as family but um eh, some of them here and there you know weeb ass general <laughs> <laughs> the death of one of the main family's characters that is kind of mildly insignificant is totally a mech uh mech uh cliche 
You just kill one to motivate the main family to introduce the other family characters. And then you're just like, oh, they killed my brother. Yeah. For the rest of the like 94 episodes to come. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, But the fact like there are so many, you know, family characters and you begin to care about the fact that one has gone crazy because Lelouch fucked up and the other has gone crazy because Lelouch has fucked up, but like (laughs) not in a supernatural way. Um, And then the fact that the little sister is just cold chilling and she knows what's going on, but like she's doing her best to keep her shit together. Yeah. Because she knows Lelouch is not what he's telling her. <laughs> oh my god. That the whole time Nonley's just sitting there like, all right, I know he's lying to me. I know it, but I'm gonna give him a bit. I know he comes around. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll you know. It's still gonna be fine. He'll find friends who don't fuck tables. I can believe in him <laughs> wholeheartedly. He'll he'll get it together. Uh all he has to oh. do is graduate high school. It'll be great. Why am I on a float? <laughs> How did I get Why here? am I here? <laughs> you just got to be thinking all through season two, Natalie's just like, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> Why, Why am I here? I here? <laughs> Lord. I just want to see what's happening. <laughs> no. Anyways. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um... Yeah. So let's talk about, again, the fact that C2 is an ancient witch that is probably from the Dark Ages and has already died like five times. But, uh, you know, nothing hurts her more than than not eating pizza. Yeah. Uh, There's really. I can't help but think of just that scene where they're trying to make the biggest pizza in the world. Chaos ensues and the dough ends up on trees like it's covering a tree and she just stares at it with the saddest face ever just like (laughs) like she's about to cry and i was like oh you precious little thing you committed genocide why do i like you (laughs) you committed genocide because that's not the that's not the metric we judge this show by Uh, also sponsored by pizza hut Whole ass though, like yeah, yeah, legit Pizza up. Hut. <laughs> if I remember right, I saw an article saying like Pizza Hut in Japan ran a, a promo because of Code Geass, because with C two as the mascot, because of, of how often she would eat it in whatever medium the sh- it was being portrayed it, it's, in. It's good to know that in a world that is dominated by uh, Britain rule, that Pizza Hut still manages to <laughs> Pizza exist. Pizza Hut still exists. Some capacity. That, that American company, Pizza yeah. Hut, can still reach a market that no one else can, even in this dystopian future where, where fake Britain rules with giant robots. Oh um, I agree. I, I I agree wholeheartedly. Product placement <laughs> galore. It, it it survives the test of of tragedy. <laughs> oh my god! So we've we've mentioned uh, we've mentioned Table Coon and Nuclear Weapon Girl a couple of times. Yeah. Let's go ahead and round out our conversation on her. Um, what a crazy arc! What an entirely wild, crazy arc that yeah. we got to follow with this random ass side character. Yeah, what what a what a crazy C or D I, plot. I don't know what which plot thread this she's like plot, she's she like was, plot uh plot Q. T. 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 Yeah. Plot T. Plot T for table. <laughs> T oh, for no. table. Yeah. But no, it's no. It's actually really interesting, and I can only say this because I've watched this show like six times. <laughs> but uh she started out as just this typical clearly privileged for being in this rich ass fucking school um and she's the most like um afraid of anything different uh but you can tell that all of that comes up from like the environment she grew up in mm. uh she's a Britannian from a group of people who have co- nearly conquered the world it, to the point where they take over a country. You're no longer, you don't get to use your country's name anymore. You're area 11. <laughs> and they're known as a number instead of a people. 
And one of those people comes in is in her school. She's suddenly scared of him. She goes from that to doomsday weapon designer to working for the guy who killed her crush and uh, is basically freeing the country that she was afraid of. Yeah. It's and then regrets everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty fucking wild. (laughs) Again, wild ride from beginning to end. Just (laughs) that's how you that's how you tell sides character stories right there. (laughs) It really is. Make me care about them in a real way. We need more nuclear bombs in stories. <laughs> that, I that don't way. think, is the message, but... Oh, 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 there sorry, were, sorry, there sorry. Were two we need messages more tables. Here. We need more tables. Steve, <laughs> still, still, still no? Anyway. Um, I'm happy you're thinking but, uh, about it, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they must okay. I, I regret talking about this uh, this character again. No. Um, Everyone who watched this show does. <laughs> Yeah, fun, crazy, wild experiences. Um, Weird time. Um, What does this mean on this list? What or was Moe or Mo pointless? Okay, is that Mao? I'm pretty sure I spelled out spelled it wrong. I have no idea how to spell his name. Oh, but the character Mao. Mao. He's another guy who got Gias at one point from C two. He shows up in season one to Mm. make surely go insane after finding out Lelouch's secret being the terrorist leader zero and uh uh, messes with her brain enough to convince her that both her and Lelouch are monsters who need to die and uh, I mean I have forgotten about this motherfucker. I I think that's why he's a, he's putting this in here. Was he pointless? pointless? Because some of the stuff that comes from his stories are actually really cool and kind of important. But at the same time, there had to be another way to get that information out there. You didn't have to spend like five episodes on this guy. Okay, so he was part of the Shirley story, kind of, sort of. He was a part of the Shirley story initially, and then uh, he pulls out, Lelouch pulls out one of the best moves he's, he does all freaking series, uh, and foreshadows how he ends up beating his brother Schneisel at the end um, with the whole video recording predicting what they're going to say and whatnot. Yeah. While using his gias to convince the police to line all up and gun him down the moment he does something. <laughs> Somehow he survives that, though. <laughs> and no telling, man. he makes his way to the school, kidnaps Natalie, and forces Suzaku and Lelouch to work together. In the grand scheme of things, it's amazing foreshadowing mm-hmm. for what the end of the series was supposed to be. But... I don't know. It just besides him um, spilling the secret about Suzaku killing his own father and C two murder killing Mao and saying I'll see you in C's world, foreshadowing the Emperor's final plan. I don't see a point for the guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't call him maybe as pointless. You bring up a good point. I mean, there's an argument that Mal could just be taken out of the story. We'd probably lose nothing. But um, I think he's less pointless and just more forgettable because I really didn't <laughs> remember him at all till I looked at the wiki and I was like, oh. Which, yeah, I, <laughs> you know? I agree with you. He's kind of, uh, I had absolutely forgotten about him. Uh, but no, looking at kind of the story plot of season, at least season one, um, we, we have the relationship between C2 and Lelouch, uh, and it's very flirty, coy, spooky. Um, but like seeing, uh, Mao as like the same person in the past, like Lelouch's, uh, parallel, like, what but he not could, as, yeah, what he could become. Wait, yeah, in in the relationship to C two, except Lelouch is a fucking lunatic who's going to kill his dad, no yeah. matter what. Mao didn't, I presumably didn't have what it takes. So just so like see their interaction. Um, in my mind, it's a it's a calling back to you know, um, Yu Yu Hakusho, right? Mm-hmm. Yu Yu Hakusho. After we get done 
with the dark tournament, we go on to the chapter black arc where we see Sensui as the okay. former spirit detective who is, you know, now the big bad villain because he got, you know, turned off. And then we're fighting Yusuke, who is the current spirit detective in the same role in relationship to the spirit world uh, and Enma and all of them. But mm. like a parallel that followed a different path. Yeah. The dark mirror. Yeah. Okay. And of course, because Mao's a punk bitch, we don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is right? true. Uh, Man, all right. what a good ass point. What a, what a, what a great question. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving to some of the bigger reveals. Okay. So Lelouch fucks up yet again. <laughs> and he uses his kiosk. And he tell and he somehow the command is given to Euphemia, his sister, who's the nice princess, by the way, who we're rooting for. Yes. To murder everyone. Yeah. Because at this point, Euphemia is like, yes, we need like everybody to make peace. We love everybody. We're going to we're going to give Japan citizens like proper you know, because they had this whole rebellion going on, and then all of a sudden Lelouch is like, ha, wouldn't it be funny if everybody died? And then Euphemia is like, yeah, it would be funny. Must Let's do it. them all. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, no. I mean, she's, literally, she's basically in love with Suzaku, and because he's mm-hmm. Japanese, the moment she sees him, she's just like, oh, I need to kill you too. That that pro- that broke my heart. I was like, no, Suzaku, no. I'm like everybody's losing their love over here. Ah. That's what war um, does. That's what war does. Everybody lose love. But Gosh. that's what Lelouch does. That's yeah, pretty much. This is true. <laughs> if I can't be happy, no one can be happy. <laughs> Not even my dad or fellow siblings <laughs> or random citizens. <laughs> God damn. Man. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I still see him running through all the bloodied corpses and everything. They're just being like, please save us. It's like, I caused this. Shit. I just, I, I still see Euphemia just laughing, mowing down people. <laughs> She's like, fire. Just laughing. And I'm like, no, baby. No. Turn the gas off. Because do because we know he can't, and because we know that everything she's doing is a hundred percent opposed to what her character is. Oh yeah, it's just so heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. She is basically <sighs> Nanali without the handicaps, and just seeing her do that is oof. It's a shock to your system. Nanali can't be guillossed by Lelouch because she cannot see. Yep. Mm. Boom. Which doesn't help because he doesn't tell her shit. <laughs> true, true. Um, Plus, that but, only works in season one. <laughs> good point. <laughs> uh, so some of the some of the other big uh, big events are when uh, Lelouch uses Galahad. For the first time, mm-hmm. Galahad is this uh, this mech unit made by Britannia. All of the uh, all of the major like unique ones are named after Knights of the Round Table, made by Britannia, are named after Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tristan, Mordred, Lancelot's the big one that Suzaku pilots. Uh, but yeah, I love how the when this one shows up, Galahad, Galahad, who was basically Hi, Kitty. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, like, the, I think Galahad was the one who found the Holy Grail and returned it to uh, King Arthur. But uh, That's a great question. I, I'm i not privy to... It's, it's been a while since <laughs> I've read up on my table. Arthurian lore. Yeah. Arthur, no, <laughs> but uh, essentially, this one just shows up, says, Hey, guess what? I got shoulder-mounted Kamehamehas. <laughs> Let me fuck your day up. Not only do you need two people to actually pilot this thing, which Lelouch can pretty much do on his own because he's just that smart. Like the the first time you see the like like okay, he has this this nightmare mech. What is he? What what does it actually do? 
And then you like you see it happen. He's like, hold on, I'm calculating everything. Like, what are you calculating? Yeah. And he's like, here you go. Boosh. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it destroys everything. <laughs> Good to know. <clears throat> and, and of course, he's carrying the master vibration sword or maser vibration sword. Excuse me. Um, the Excalibur. This is the most badass mech <laughs> in the show. It, it Until really it gets Millie rocked by Suzaku's mech. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is Lancelot Albion. <laughs> I do love how uh, every upgrade Lancelot gets. Uh, Colin's mech, the Gurin, gets a similar kind of upgrade. Just so it's a total Naruto and Sasuke thing. They just keep going up at the same time. <laughs> and so you get the final showdown. And, you know, speaking of the mechs, though, like the designs of just everything. I think these are some of my favorite mech designs and character designs just in general. Like, like, like Zero's outfit, you know, uh, Lelouch's mm, Zero's persona's I still want outfit. that helmet. I'm like, I kind of want all of it. I want that. <laughs> I would not, I'm not tall and lanky enough, but damn, would it be dope. Man, with the character designs from this show, I don't think anybody tall and lanky enough, <laughs> but I still thin want it. Thin Japanese high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> Super thin. I was like, y'all need to go eat some meat or something. Put some. <laughs> it's a war, man. It's a war. <laughs> Lord, but no, like Lancelot's design, Galahad's design. I'm like, man, these are these are so cool. And season and know, two comes around and they start having Shinkichiro, Zangetsu, Rolo's the, mech. Um, right, that's his Vincent. name. Rolo's mech. Yeah. That was the Vincent. Vin- yeah, Vincent. So cool. I may wa- just, have watched this show too much. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <clears throat> Man, but I also love the basic ass Sutherland. Oh. Uh, like, yeah. give me the Zaku of this series, man. Give me the mass production ass robot at the very true. beginning. That's our introduction to the robots. And it's like, yes, nondescript, not important. <laughs> give me the regular ass robot. This is what you're going to be seeing most of the time. This is the bare bones one. And then just upgrade them from there. Yeah, I like that. Very, very important because you can't start the wild, crazy robot progression too early. You got to set the bar with yeah. some basic shit. Yeah, got to show why Which the other again, ones are special. Mm-hmm. So then you can then compare them to those. <laughs> Mech anime cliche, man. The power scaling of robots. We've been doing this forever. <laughs> but definitely, um, the oh my god, the mechs. Just so cool. Just Just all of them. I find find it hilarious that uh, Jeremiah's just he gets nicknamed Orange Boy. Just and they run with that so much that even his best mech just looks like a giant fucking orange. (laughs) 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 Uh, He's such a looking at the wiki page for how many mechs actually show up. There's so many. (laughs) It's like the B type, A type. Uh, and I'm like, this is probably as many, I don't know, like, it's a lot. <laughs> All right. Talking overall, how do you feel about the mechs being called nightmares? Nightmare being spelled K-nightmare. Yeah. No, I, I kind of, I dig it. It's a different twist. At least we don't call them giant robots or mechs or like nightmares kind of sound. Mobile suits. Cool. <laughs> Mobile suits. Or- it's a nice little unique way to describe them that. When you know someone's talking about a mech and they use the term nightmare, you know it's Code Geass. Yeah. So it's a nice little differential, but also keeps it very clearly just a mech show. The only thing special about it is the term. Yeah. And the aesthetic that mechs are used with. But, hey, when your show's filled with this kind of style anyway, (laughs) why not run with it? Man, the... The thing I love in anime in general, the, the the thing that really sticks out in my mind is when it is it, the show takes itself seriously and there is specificity. Right. That's why I love Girls and Panzer. Girls and Panzer is a joy of a time. It is absolutely non-serious. Uh, it's just let's watch schoolgirls do the sport of tanks. But 
The show takes tanks seriously, and there is specificity in the types of tanks. These are whole ass real tanks from different countries, like very mm. particular, right? So, like, that's why this show works so well in my mind as well. Because it's like, we are going to tell this gritty political drama through the lens of a teenager. However, it's not your basic ass high school show, right? We're just using high school because he's got to go to high school to be relatable. And Japan. Yeah. Because Because Japan. Because Japan. (laughs) Um, And and he's got to live a double life, right? So we have to give him airtime to live in the Lelouch world. Um, And... We're going to have all these crazy fucking robots and they're just going to get crazier and crazier and cooler and cooler and cooler. Um, the fact that it's not just here's a giant robot and here's a schoolboy that's lying to his family. Um, yeah. Like, it, because it's not just that. It works so well. So, recommendations. I already know the answer, but we have to say the words because they're important. Would you recommend... Code Geass, seasons one and two. One hundred percent. Like if you do nothing else with Code Geass, just watch the first, just watch the two seasons for the anime. I don't care yes. if you go and watch the movies, read the material, the OVAs, whatever. <laughs> but even if the ending of it was spoiled for you, the ride to get to that ending is amazing and you need mm-hmm. to experience it. <clears throat> Agreed. hundred percent agree. Oh. Oh, right. The ending. <laughs> Let's talk about that. All right. So Lelouch has achieved his game plan. I'm going to become the evil that was my father to change the system. And he does right. it. And he's at his inauguration kind of parade. And they're on a float. And he gets square ass murdered <laughs> in by, public. He gets assassinated by someone wearing his old terrorist clothes, <laughs> which is Suzaku. Oh, <laughs> God damn. I loved it so much. <laughs> Suzaku has zero kills Lelouch. Oh, shit. I absolutely did not see it coming. I there were plenty of times where this show should have been spoiled for me before I saw that. I don't know how yeah. it was not. No, same. I was like, wow, this is how old and I'm not being spoiled on it. That's crazy. Oh, man. Cause was, the ending, the ending deserves the same respect. We have tried to pay it. Yeah. Here. <laughs> we, we played at it, but yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's one, it's one of the greatest swerves in, in my opinion, in anime. Oh yeah. Like, it, Definitely to find out that there. was his plan all along. It, all along. <laughs> at least the bare minimum where this, uh, where he started planning this stuff was right after he killed his dad <laughs> and his mom. Mm-hmm. And to know that he was able to put all this shit together and make it happen. God damn. Very, it very, wild. very satisfying. You're like, how, how could the main character dying? How could that even be satisfying? It's very satisfying. Oh, like, yeah. The whole yes. journey. Oh and yeah. It, 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 is. it puts it up there for like, just, just the ending and the ride alone probably puts it up there with one of my favorites as one of my favorites anime along oh. with like fairy tale, Madoka Magica and like code Geass. They're all like right there. Eureka seven, you know, so good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met somebody who was, unsatisfied with this ending (laughs) (laughs) which and after this number of episodes it's like how did you pay off so well in a world where we have seen a bunch of anime that has not really delivered (laughs) to fall flat on their face like what at the beginning of the podcast you even mentioned death note Death Note, yeah. I see people all the time, like, arguing back and forth whether Death Note's ending was good or not, or where whether it makes any kind of sense. It was a Ain't deserved no one ending. say that about this. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. All right. So, rounding it out, of course, because for your typical Shona protagonist, this is Mecha March, mm-hmm. supposedly. How does this fit in with other mech anime in your mind? Like, where on the scale of mech anime? And what do you relate it to? Mm, if let's we're... see. Political uh, drama with giant robots. Yeah, that that's a mech anime. 
all of them. <laughs> uh, honestly, mech anime isn't something I'm super into, but like I said before, this is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> like, period. No more discussion about it. Uh, and to see a genre that I don't really associate with too much being in that t- category, I yeah, there's I can't recommend it enough. This is one of the best shows I think that's out there. The only thing that takes away kind of from the mech aspect of it would be the supernatural mm. stuff. But even then, I don't think it does it too much. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, that's not the case. <laughs> Mech anime has been doing supernatural shit forever. Oh, yeah, there we talk go. About, talk about fucking mobile suit Gundam. I was about to say new types. New types. Thank you. I was like, what's yeah, that? The new, new types. types. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't no old types for on here. <laughs> which are new types, which are you know middle. You know, telepathic bullshit. You know, you that's know, what Gundam needs to do. They need, to bring, they need yeah. to bring in the old type. It's a new archetype for the... T- <laughs> what? Yeah, he's Tell old, you, we know old type. types around here. <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, the giant robots didn't drive themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Uphill both ways. I don't, I don't know. It's the old type. Um, strange mech anime. How does how does this fit? In In terms of like... In terms of purely a mech anime, like if we were to put it in the anime uh, mech anime category from like Mobile Suit Gundam to like, I don't know, uh, the Magic Knight. Well, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, doesn't like the the mechs themselves are merely vehicles for the plot and the action. And then Mm -hmm. later on, they just kind of get a little pushed off to the side. They're still there, but like they're not as important as like maybe in the first season. it's really good though. Yes. But if you're watching this because you're in love with mechs, um, I probably wouldn't recommend it as much because again, the, it has its moments with the mechs, the the nightmares themselves, but like it is not forefront. Basically the forefront is the political and the high school, not even the high school, high school gets pushed off to the side after season one. Um, pretty much the political drama, uh, is the forefront but um, still recommend it. Still very good. Uh, again, one of my favorite uh, animations of all time, probably. Certainly. I, I, I agree that this is an excellent show. Um, as a mech anime example, um, of course, with it being one of the greatest shows uh, around, you know, it's, of course, one of the greatest example of uh, modern mech anime uh, because the, the mech genre has spanned so incredibly long. You know, we're talking uh, robot, you know, Astro Boy is not a mech anime, (laughs) but he's a fucking robot. Okay, Um, but, you know, like giant robots and and space and and space combat and, you know, political drama. That's been a thing in anime forever Mm -hmm. to have it in four by three, to have it in a show that doesn't take. 92 episodes to tell a compelling story to have it in modern animation um you know code geass is 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 such a modern example of the 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 genre i think that it it is so incredibly well um and i would absolutely recommend this to anyone who is interested in you know want to get into robots want to get into more anime after you watch like uh, full metal alchemist brotherhood you know you want a second anime oh let's jump into the deep end with some good shit you know it's like all right we gave you a taste now you're going to the deep end if you could follow that you can follow this and have a good time oh, yeah. um you know uh I absolutely agree definitely worth the time and definitely great ex- uh, great representative for the for the genre of uh, mech anime um of course this is only the beginning of mecha march for your typical shonen protagonist because my lazy ass is taking advantage of our conversation here and is going (laughs) to repurpose it later um thank you gentlemen on content breaker for allowing me to multi-use this wonderful product of course you can catch this show content breaker on all your podcasters talking spotify uh amazon podcast apple podcasts or whatever podcatcher you prefer at Content Breaker. And of course, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube as well at Content Breaker. Gentlemen, uh, strange, you have stuff too. 
Yes, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's at strangelyint, and then uh, you can find me on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash strangelyentertaining. And I'm also on YouTube. Just look up strangelyentertaining. And then on Twitch, it- I stream uh, 7 p.m. Central Time Tuesdays or Thursdays, depending on my schedule. Or, or, or. And of course, you can get to the other homie at Static Dreads with a Z because he is cool. And those are marginally true facts. Um, <laughs> of course, the other product at your typical show protagonist on all your podcatchers or your TSP at Twitter as well. Zog, what are we talking about next week? Hmm. Let's see here. I believe we're talking about something called Cuphead. <sighs> the Cuphead Show. Hmm. I and here I thought Cuphead. it was a game. <laughs> All right. It is. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to love the shit out of this soundtrack. <laughs> All right. We'll catch, y'all, we'll catch y'all next week for the Cuphead Show here welcome on Content Breaker. Welcome to the Cuphead. Welcome to the Cuphead.